Hi, this is Brendan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Dion to talk about Eight Diagram Pole Fighter, a 1984 Lao Kar Lung film starring Gordon Liu, Alexander Fu Xiong, Kara Hui, Lily Lili Li, and Philip Ko. It's, uh, uh, it's significant because this is uh, Alexander Fu Xiong's last roles, or one of his, one of his final roles. He, he died during the filming of this movie, and it kind of is apparent. I think when you're watching it, and so we'll probably talk about that when we discuss the film. Uh, it's you know it's based on uh, the similar source material to the 14 Amazons, the generals of the Yang family, and this one is uh, uh, about uh, the, the Yang men being betrayed by Bahan Mei and uh, and two of the brothers surviving uh, the Battle of Jinshan, uh, sort of one being. Uh, uh, forced into madness and one being forced into to exile as he is um uh you know uh framed for for being a traitor and a deserter at the battle uh so so but before we get into that uh Dion I know you went to a convention this week and and you wanted to talk about it so why don't you tell us about your experience um last weekend I went to Dragon Fest in um Los Angeles. Actually, it was uh, Burbank, California. Uh, it was an action convention. Uh, there were lots of stars there, so there weren't even uh, action stars. But um, there was a lot going on. It was a really cool event to go to. Um, I met uh, Eric Roberts was there. I talked to um, nope. Sean Kanan. I just know is Eric Roberts there because of the best of the best movies? Yes. Okay. Um, and he has some kind of new I'm not sure if it's an original Netflix series or movie coming up. Um, that seems to be action based. I okay. can't exactly remember. Um then I met uh Sean Kanan from Karate Kid uh three. Yes. He was really yeah. cool. He was really, really cool. He was the Barnes um, character. Yes. Um, I hope you like, I bought, um, I got a picture for Brendan, and I hope he likes the inscription because it's typical of his character. I, I, I couldn't read the, the inscription in the, in the photo you sent me, which I was glad about because I, I want to be surprised when I see it. But I was super excited when I saw that. That was a perfect, like, I, I was really, like, uh, no, if anybody listened to our Karate Kid discussion last year, they'll probably know why. But but I, I was <laughs> I, I I was pleasantly surprised to see that because you told me you got me something. I had no idea what it was, and then I I saw uh you know him signing the picture, and it, it was super cool. So yeah, I'm very excited about it. Oh, when I saw that he was there, I was like, oh, I have to do this because uh the of the Karate Kid discussion <laughs> that we had. Um, <laughs> so I knew it, it would be perfect, but I hope you like the inscription because I think it's funny. It's classic. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking um, forward to seeing it. I'm definitely <laughs> looking forward to seeing it. Um, I was like, it's funny because I couldn't read it in the in the image because it was on Facebook, and then I decided, well, I'm not going to ask because I I just want to see it and get and get it uh, when it arrives. But uh, but yeah, I almost got emotional from that one because that's like a I don't know why, but the, the I maybe just the Karate Kid thing just you know. Uh, uh, that that was that was a really good gift. Um, I asked him if he was going to make an appearance in the Cobra Kai series, and he said he was hoping to. 
but he wouldn't say anything else more than that. I, I'm really hoping he does. It's funny because there's a fan theory about the, I forget the main character, like the, the 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 young man who's like the 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 main Cobra Kai guy. I can't remember his name, but there are a bunch of fan theories about who his father's supposed to be. Uh-huh. And, and my favorite one is that it's the Mike Barnes character. That's the awesome. Uh, yeah. Um. I met Matt Moy from Two Broke Girls. I like that show. I think that show is hysterical. Um, who else was there? Um, well, of course, I went to personally go see uh, Lu Fung, my favorite, um, from Shaw Brothers. He was there signing autographs, and he was part of the ribbon-cutting ceremony. And um, he was also there... Uh, it was a two-day event, so on the second day, some of the stars came back and did seminars. They either uh, did showcasing their style of uh, martial art that they did, or they did talks about um, one gentleman did a talk on healing and uh, Chinese medicine, which was pretty cool, mm-hmm. and um, different topics like that. Most of them were martial arts, basic classes that you could take to work out so it was really cool um oh michael jai white was there again so i got to meet him again um but it was just there were vendors there too people selling things uh there was a really cool chair that was very relaxing someone kept fall every time someone got in there they fought fell asleep it was like a massage chair but anti-gravity it was like i don't know it was like the coolest chair i never got a chance to get in it because every time i went by uh people were in it sleep uh so it was very relaxing and um they had some healers there some some people that practice chinese medicine and let's see what else um different kinds of vendors my favorite vendor is someone that i'm actually friends with on uh, Facebook and Twitter, um, Diane Bombshelter. You also know her. Yeah, I know her. Yeah, she does good stuff. Uh, Her artwork is beautiful. She did a um, painting of Lu Feng that was from the Flag of Iron. Like, you know, the iconic picture of him sitting in the um, throne uh, picture. And uh, Lu Feng signed it for the actual painting he signed oh, for that's, her. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. And um, he also, she also did a, um, a picture of Sentimental Swordsman that I bought for a friend who loves the Sentimental Swordsman. So she's pretty excited about that. Okay. That, no, that's really cool. That's really cool. It sounds like you had a really good time. And you I a lot did of have a good time. I met a whole bunch of different people. Um, that on Sunday, after uh, Lu Fun gave his uh, talk slash uh, demonstration, he was showing people how to use uh, weapons. Uh, he had someone had some fake weapons, and then he talked about his experience with Shaw Brothers. I was able to interview him, and um, so we talked and hung out a little bit. Um, and then that evening at the Wing Chun Temple that um, one of my friends, Clark, uh, runs. They had a special um, ceremony for him and welcoming him him 
to uh, the temple and uh, they show they honored him and some other guests and it was really cool and um, then after that we went to dinner um, so we got to hang out at a Chinese restaurant with uh, Lu Fong and he brought his wife Lily and his son Jack and it was really cool and it was a whole bunch of us um, that went um, so his, some of um, Clark's students were there and they were really really cool and we just had a really good time it was like an awesome weekend it was like i wish i'd never end but um it was really nice to get to spend some personal one-on-one -on -one time with your um idol um lu Feng is just really humble and down to earth and sweet he's hilarious he's so funny um it's a good time just to be with him. He's not one of these uppity stars that, you know, doesn't know where his bread is buttered. He realizes the fans are really, are really what matters. Well, and, and I mean, you know, and, 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 I, and, I, and I'm pretty sure you pointed this out, but just in case you didn't, for those who don't know, he, he's one of the Venoms. And, uh, uh, and I mean, definitely, like, like the Venoms have like a dedicated following in the uh you know in you know the kung fu martial arts movie fandom um so you know it's a uh, uh but he seems like a really nice guy like whenever whenever you you know like whenever i saw any of the stuff on facebook or anything you just seem like a really genuinely nice guy um and also i think i think at some point i swear i don't know if you posted it or somebody else did but i saw some footage of him doing something with uh helping somebody do some kind of martial arts thing and it was that yeah. you or was that um, it might have been, it was probably either me or um, Seton, because both of us were filming his demonstration. Mm -hmm. But he was showing um, one girl how to do uh, tiger, tiger style. I was coaching her on that. And um, there was another gentleman that he was coaching with um, double blades. They were mm -hmm. wooden double blades. But um, he was showing them how to do that. What, what, so. what struck me about the video, and it was only a brief moment, but he looked like a really good teacher um, because, you know, I've, 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 I've trained in different martial arts and I could tell that he was like, you know, not just, I mean, obviously just from the evidence of his skill and talent is apparent on the movies, but, you know, not, not, that doesn't always translate into being a good teacher. And he seemed like a particularly good teacher uh, from what I was seeing there. Um, well, I, I think it comes from, well, they choreographed a lot of their movies mm. and so they had to help the other stars to get it right. They were always in charge. Um, Lu Feng, Kuo Choi, and um, Cheng Sheng were always the ones that choreographed their moves. So they had to teach the others what exactly they wanted and how they wanted it to show up on screen. So I think that translates well to teaching anyone because he, I think he knows. And he's a, kind of a people person too. He's really yeah. nice. So th I think that also helps to translate with him. Yeah, you know what would be really interesting? Maybe this has been done before. If it has, somebody should mention it. But a documentary about fight choreographers and fight choreography that really gets into those kind of details, that would be a that would be a great you know, film to watch on, on a, on a streaming service or something. Um, yeah, that's but, actually a really, really good idea to, um, just have a whole bunch of fight choreographers, uh, talk about their craft and, and everything. There's this one short little clip, um, on online, a kind of behind the scenes of what goes on at, um, what went on at Shaw Brothers and there's a clip from 
Masked Avengers. And um, Quo Choi is the one directing the scene and trying to get what he wants. And it's the scene in Masked Avengers where um, Lu Feng and Shin uh, Su Ho are going against each other after he's already um, unmasked the three chiefs. Mm-hmm. And um, so, and it's just the two of them, they're part of the choreography um, together. And it's so amazing. Well, I think it's amazing, but you know, then again, I'm a Venom's girl. It's amazing how Ko Choi is kind of directing them. And um, Lu Feng is also getting some pointers in too, but they show the several takes that it takes to get the um, the action just right. And it's really cool. And you get to see kind of an inside glimpse to their personalities. And from that little clip that I've watched years ago, I, and I actually still have, I, I knew that he was a really nice guy, but I didn't really know how nice he would be meeting him in person. Mm. Yeah, no, it definitely comes through. I can definitely see that he's a he's a he's a he's a decent guy, um, and and again, it sounds I mean, it sounds like you had a great time there. Um, and you know, we probably we probably should have uh, 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 you know ha- seen if there was any any insight he could have given into into this movie in particular. Even though I don't, I don't think he was in any way involved in it, but he might have had some uh, some knowledge, but. But back to the uh, the eight diagram pole fighter. What was um, what? I, I mean, I guess. And again, just so people know, it's uh, it's only it's only uh, me and Dion tonight. So uh, so it's just going to be the two of us. And hopefully next week it'll be all four of us. Um, but uh, you know, it's it's interesting. Actually, I think the past three episodes have just been two people each time. So I, th- I think really, I've, yeah, I think I've gotten. I think I've had. I don't know. I feel like I've done like a lot of episodes like this in a, in a string. So so maybe it was just fated to be, but. I kind of know the answer, but what, what's your take on Eight Diagram Pole Fighter? What do you think about it? I like the movie, but it's not what I thought it was going to be. This is the first time I've ever watched the movie, and mm-hmm. people have hyped it up so much. <laughs> okay, I could see how that would happen, yep. That I thought it was going to be such a grand movie, but I liked it. I mean, I really liked it, but I wouldn't wouldn't have hyped it up to somebody yeah, as I'm, much as other people do. I, 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 I'm, probably, I'm probably guilty of hyping it up for you. I know I hyped it up for one other person who told me something similar. Um, so I'm, I, I don't know if I contributed to the hyping up that you received. But but yeah, I think I think the fans of this movie sometimes do it. We sometimes do it a disservice by uh, overhyping it and then people see it and then, you know, because it's an impactful movie but a lot of the stuff that's impactful about it is a little bit subtle and not, uh, not, not like you know, not as apparent uh, uh, as you know as as some other films that are uh, you know uh, impactful in other ways. But but I'm sorry, go on, go on. You weren't the one who overhyped it, I guess, because online, especially on Facebook, everyone's always posting. Um, 
posting little snippets from it and, you know, saying, oh, this is the best movie and yada, yada, yada. And then they always like want to put Gordon Liu up against somebody who would beat the other person. And they always use a picture from this movie um, or Disciples of the 36 Chamber. So it's just, I don't know. To me, it's overhyped. It's a really good movie, but I just don't think it's, as good as everyone else says it is, in okay. my opinion. I guess just no. I mean that's fair. Everybody has different reaction. I guess like my defense of the movie would be that um, I think what's good about it is number one the emotional tone that sort of is struck throughout the film, and how that connects with all the fight sequences. Like the like the fight sequences have a. Um, just have an emotional quality to them that I don't normally see in a Lau Kar Lung movie. Um, you know, usually in Lau Kar Lung, I get great, great fight choreography, and we get that here. Uh, but there's like a, there's just an, an emotional undercurrent to it, and also the violence at the end of it is, I, f- I find very striking. The the way that, uh, which we'll get into, I guess, when we talk about it. But but something about the teeth smashing at the end of the movie. Because, you know, you, you sort of think it's like, it's almost like Lau Kar Lung, I mean, it's not like he avoids violence, but he's not, he's not the, um, you know, he's not like Cheng Che, do you know what I mean? He doesn't do the Cheng right. Che thing. But this is almost like him shifting into a Cheng Che style gear, but in a very Lau Kar Lung manner. And, and it's interesting to me because there's a thing in the movie, and, and again, we'll probably talk about this stuff in more detail, but there's a thing in the movie where... Uh, where Gordon Lugo, uh, he's the fifth brother of the Yang family, and he's you know come from this horrific battle, and now he wants revenge, and he goes to the temple, and he wants to learn how to become a monk, and they're trying to sort of pacify him, and they teach him uh, a technique where they're training with the uh, the the poles against uh, wooden dummies of wolves, and the whole aim of the exercise is to to take out their teeth and just de- defang them but not not kill them and it's meant as sort of a merciful thing and they're sort of building this whole thing up as being super merciful the whole movie but then you get to the scene where they're ripping out people's teeth and it's like oh my god that looks horrible that looks like a, a really painful excruciating experience as well as a humiliating one and so uh and 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 it's the monks that are doing it um and so i, I don't know i just i just I, I just find though like it just has these moments like that that kind of make me uh that just really impress me and uh and and again I think the uh the fight sequences are just all really good quality and and the and the overall tone just totally fits with the reality of what happened around the film which I think definitely is a big contributing factor but I understand your criticism because I think uh it is the kind of movie where um, I've had that reaction from people before where I've really promoted it to them and then they'll watch and they'll be like, I saw it and I didn't, you know, I didn't really see the big whoop about it. So, uh, so, so I think part of it, I think is maybe this is also the kind of film that it either resonates with you or it doesn't to a degree. And, and, uh, and, and, and if you, and if people really build up expectations that, that can, you know that can have a counter effect as well so um but i don't know what what was some of the what were like if you were to rate it on a scale of one to ten where would you put where would you put the number 
seven or eight ish. Seven or eight. Okay. I mean, that's respectable. Yeah, um, I, I, it's a good movie. It's just not not the ten that I was expecting. I guess. Okay. Okay. I mean, that's that's reasonable. Um, what were some things of the movie that you that you liked that you thought brought it closer to the seven and the eight? Um. Well, the fight choreography by the master himself was just, I thought was awesome. I like all the movements that they did. And some of, sometimes you, it, there were kind of like a little lightheartedness in some of the movements so that it didn't, wasn't as dark as it could have been. Mm-hmm. Like when they're trying to, um, restrain the sixth brother to keep him from kind of like killing everybody after he's come back deranged from the battle. Um, just like the splits and things that he does did. I don't know. Not made me chuckle, but didn't make me so serious about it. You know what I mean? Um, the fight scenes were really good. And there was just some imaging in there. Like the, when you were talking about the um, the defanging of the wolves, I kind of paralleled it with making trying to make him fifth Yang more calm. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like no, I the do. defanging could could represent calming him down because after he he after the final fight, I think he kind of really was very very peaceful he was getting peaceful as he trained with the monks but you i think you could see like an overall calmness fall over him and he could really be a monk after that up to that point you really didn't know if he could fully make that transformation and so i i felt like his anger had been defanged um by the end of the movie just subtle things like that that you know people don't tend to make parallels to but I don't know I kind of see alternate meanings when I watch movies with some things that maybe other people don't kind of see yeah no this is definitely this is one of my favorite ones um I definitely like it a lot but I I and and I think but I think part of it comes from the fact that I realized that the the one of the actors died during the movie and they had to change things and so I know that there are some imperfections in the Mm -hmm. film that result from that and I'm impressed with how well they were still able to structure it and then sort of turn that final scene into almost a memorial to Alexander Fuchs. Like, I feel like yes. all of the anger that's coming to the surface in that last scene is that is like them venting their grief. And like you see like every character like and, and again, it's a revenge movie. So characters are emotional. But I felt like the welling up of the eyes in like the Karahoy and the and the Gordon Liu character at the very end. It was w- genuine. Yeah, yeah. That looked like it looked a lot more intense than it normally does in these kind of movies. And you can sort of feel it and it radiates with you. And so I, I and I and I and I and I and every time I watch it I try to sort of see when that kicks in in the movie. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, like I'm trying to say like okay, when is that when is this be, when when does that happen and when is when is it affecting things? Um but I feel like I don't know when I watch this film I feel like I'm watching something important and that I need to it all you feel like a need to be respectful. Um and and I and so I I don't know I just I just think it's a, a powerful movie for that reason. But um but I guess getting into the to the film itself, like it opens up 
with a with a battle again kind of similar to 14 amazons where you have the the um the the yang men that are uh uh they're basically being lured into a trap by pan Mei, who's working with the katan to um uh to kill them uh in the, in the movie it sort of seems because he's jealous seems to be the the motivator but it depends on who you you know which scene you lend more weight to um and and so there it, before the battle um lady yang uh does a uh does a divination and the result of the divination is seven have gone just six return and so she interprets that to mean that seven of her sons are going to battle and six will re- six will return so then she's wondering which one will die and what it really is saying is just brother six will be returning and so it's a really interesting i don't know just i love that that device uh uh just to sort of uh, that little twist on the on the prophecy is really cool. But at the at the betrayal scene at the Battle of Jinsha, uh, I don't know. I, I, well, what did you think of that scene? Number one, what was your what was your take on that on that battle where the where the Yang men are killed? I thought it was kind of horrific for um, the director because he's not really that type of director. At least I don't see him. I don't see him as that kind of director, but this movie just, he took it over the top. He was more Cheng Che like, um, which kind of worried me, I guess. Um, <laughs> I, well, I knew that it wasn't going to be like Lady is the Boss or, you know, um, My Young Auntie or anything like that, like anything I had seen before. But it kind of it startled me. Okay. okay. Knowing knowing who the director is and the other movies that I've seen, it's not not like him. You know? So it was kind of startling. I was like, is this the right movie that I'm supposed to be watching? Okay. But yeah. So I I'm since it was my first time and no one ever really talks about the plot of the movie, they always just say how good it is and how good the fight scenes are. Um, you know, I just never saw that coming, but I thought it was, I mean, a good battle scene, um, enough to drive you. I understand why number six goes completely crazy. Uh, it's just, it was kind of, well, horrifying. <laughs> I don't yeah, know how no, else to say it. Um, yeah, the violence kind of reminded me of executioners from Shaolin, like that level of, it sort of seemed a little more in that zone. Um, I think it was even worse. No, I, I would agree. I would agree. It definitely is. Um, but uh, but I'm sorry. Go on. No, go ahead. I lost oh, my train. Of oh, thought. I'm sorry. I, I that's my fault. Um, but yeah, no, I that I, I think the opening scene is a, is is one of the most impactful parts of the movie. Um, number one, it's done in the soundstage that's got that's got a very dense atmosphere to it. Now, I should qualify that by saying you can actually see the 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 painting in the background like you can tell mm-hmm. it's a wall uh if you if you look there's a number of scenes where that happens in this movie um and and so you know be prepared for that but when when you're invested in what's going on and that falls to the wayside 
it, it, it the, the soundstage thing just kind of really amplifies it and it's all and it's kind of almost set up to look deliberately like it is on a soundstage because even in the scene where they're by the tomb it's like this giant headstone that's like ridiculously mm-hmm. big um, so it looks like it's intended to appear as, like like uh, like in the same way that like a movie like Moulin Rouge is supposed to remind you of theater experience I felt like the, that scene was supposed to remind you of watching something on a stage um, and so I kind of liked it because it hit like this surreal note for me and then when you have the guys sort of standing in the wind dead like that like the father and what was it was it uh, uh, seventh brother who was killed by the archers um, oh I can't remember yeah no it was it was seventh brother who's he's just riddled with arrows just riddled with arrows because he leaps in the way to save his father that's and, yeah, and he's uh, and he and and it's just it's just very dramatic, very dramatic. And the one brother was um, almost crucified. The way that he stood dying, like like pictured Christ on the cross, crucified. But the way that they did it um, was so intricate that it involved a lot of people. And then once they just pulled their poles their spears and the rope was around him that's what it looked like was be christ being crucified yep and uh no i would agree i would agree there was there's there was definitely that kind of imagery in there um now now after the battle the basic storyline is that two of the brothers uh survive one of them another brother gets captured and is taken alive and i i, I assume he gets killed but i'm not 100 percent sure um but the gordon Liu character fifth brother uh, he he sort of goes off on his own, and he's he's sort of one of them is filled with anger. That's the Gordon Liu character. The other one is filled with madness. That's the Alexander Fushung character. And Gordon Liu he goes to this homestead where he meets a hunter who he mistakes for a katan, and that uh, the hunter helps him escape, and then he makes his way to a temple where he becomes a monk, and he undergoes training there, and he eventually uh, you know returns at the climax of the film. Uh, to to deliver his vengeance, uh, the Alexander Fushung character he descends into madness. He goes back home. His you know mother and his two sisters, uh, I think eighth sister and ninth sister. Eighth sister is played by Kara Hoy. They try to nurse him back to health, and it doesn't work. And and again, his character was supposed to go on to 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 reunite with the other brother, but because Alexander Fushung dies uh, in real life. Uh, the Karahui character, eighth sister, ends up taking on that position and going out on his behalf to uh, to uh, to meet up with fifth brother and, and get revenge. And so everything converges on this inn where she's captured, and then Gordon Liu's character shows up, and then they have this enormous battle with uh, with all the Katan. And and just when it looks like they're about to be killed, the the monks from the temple arrive and and start uh, start taking out the teeth of the of the bad guys. Um, so I don't know. Why don't we talk about each arc independently? What, like, let's deal with the Gordon Liu storyline first. Uh, you know, did you have any thoughts about that one? You know, to me, again, I think you mentioned 36 chamber and it does remind me a lot of that. Um, but I was curious what your thoughts on the, on the Gordon Liu storyline were. I think it's, a, um, well, a typical storyline that one filled with anger um, eventually releases it and um, and becomes calm or serene at the end. But it, it takes a lot to get there. He's 
in this temple and first of all he barges into the temple and demands to be made a monk um and uh they tell him that he can't because he's too full of anger but then they were he was like shave my head shave my head and i mean you have to be in some intense form of rage to actually go and shave your head like he did um but he starts settling down. I mean, obviously, it takes a while for him to get the anger and the hatred out. And it, obviously, it's not completely gone because they just mention certain things to him and he goes berserk again. But um, I, I liked his storyline. I wish he had um, shown himself a little sooner, though. I don't know why, but so that his family definitely knew that he was alive a little sooner. But they had to get hints and clues from other people to know that he was actually safe. And, and in fact, the, uh, one of the, one of the senior, uh, uh, monks at the temple ends up dying in an ambush because he goes to, he goes to the mother, um, and he, and he informs her of, you know, that he's alive. And, um, uh, and so, and so I guess the other storyline is the Alexander Fushung one. And that one's, I mean, obviously they couldn't take it to completion because he passed away. Um, so I guess the question is how you know how do you, how do you feel they handled that one? You know, did you did 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 you have any curiosity about how it would have turned out if he had lived, and you know where they would have you know obviously he would have been doing probably what the Karahoi character was doing. That that one was more heartbreaking because you know that he died and couldn't finish the movie, and it's not the way that it was supposed to be done. And you do wonder what could have been. I think he would have been excellent in what Kara Hui did. Uh, don't get me wrong. I think she did a really good job holding it together and actually stepping in to take the biggest part of his role um, at the end. I don't know if, if anyone else could have done it. I think the casting was perfect. Um, you know, it's just that it's too bad that we couldn't see what could have been. He was such a, a great actor, and this was another series serious role for him, and he doesn't do very many, didn't do many of the serious roles. And so I, I think this probably might have won some kind of award or something for him if, you know, if he had been able to do some kind of completion because I think he would have come out of the madness to do what Kara Hui had done. But I think it would have taken a lot of work on the part of the mother and the two sisters to get him there. Hmm. But he would have come out of the, the madness and taken hold of what he needed to do and did a great job at it. But I think there, it kind of feels like there's some scenes that are missing in between him going mad and um, Kara Hui's sister, Kara Hui as the sister coming out and taking over. Yeah, um, yeah. But you know, it's it's pretty. I mean, for, for for given the situation, it's fairly seamless because I think the way that they patch it, I could be wrong, so I might be misremembering. But I think at one point when it's clear his madness is deep, the mother says something to the effect of, "I have an idea," and I assume either they added that after or that was going to lead into 
an idea that was going to help get him out of the madness and then he was going to go on the thing um but the idea turns out to be sending the daughter if i if i recall um and so i mean it's 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 pretty good the way they do it but 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 it's it's unavoidable you can't not notice that 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 the alexander fushung character just kind of vanishes midway through like you just right. you just don't there's no real there's no concrete closure there's there's a there's a there's one last scene with him but it, do, it doesn't really indicate strongly that that's going to be the last scene with him and right and then and then Karahoy picks up uh you know by by going out and looking for fifth brother um so i i guess we should probably talk about the um uh the the Karahoy arc and and the final battle because that's pretty significant um you know, I want she she escaped. Basically, they're kind of they're kind of prisoners in their own compound because uh, Pan May brings a bunch of soldiers there and stations them there, and they really can't leave freely. So she has to get uh, smuggled out with the garbage, and and then she disguises herself as a man, takes a horse, and 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 tries to connect with her uh, fifth brother, but the bad guys end up following her. And they they track her down to this inn, and at the inn she's sort of cornered, and then they try to smuggle her out of the inn in a coffin, which uh, is sort of similar. Work. Yeah, it doesn't work. It's similar to the first smuggling scene, but it fails because they 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 see her spear inside the coffin, and so then we get this great scene where she's fighting with this uh, uh, with the. It's actually more of a Guandao, I think, but this giant bladed pole it's arm. It's golden, gold. Yeah, it's golden. Yeah, and. Uh, and and then she ends up getting captured, and then that's when Gordon Liu uh, arrives shortly after when he learns because the uh, the stable hand uh, brings her talisman to him. Uh, you know, he 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 sort of masters his final move in a in a in a sparring match with the uh, with the with the head abbot, and and that's where we sort of get the eight diagram pull thing, and then uh, and then he. He goes to the the inn. He's got a he's got a cart filled with um with with poles, and he just starts launching them at the katana. Mm-hmm. And uh and and yeah, so I don't know. I I guess the uh any any thoughts on 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 Karahoy specifically, and and then we can talk about the battle. I think she did an excellent job taking up um the part. Uh, it really get, gave her an opportunity to shine because I think. If Alexander Fushung had lived, there wouldn't have been that much more that she would have done because it was a story basically about the two brothers taking revenge. And so now the sister has to help out. So I think, unfortunately, it does give her um, time to shine. And she gets in some really good moves um, coming out of the coffin and um, fighting with the um, Guandao and... And um, just really trying to live up to what um, Alexander Fushung would have done. I think she did a really good job. Yeah, her. Yeah, I, I thought that her action scenes were real. I mean, and this is a you know eighty three. So by this point, she's re- like you can really see her get better and better. And this is when she's really really good. And uh, and I and I feel like the uh, uh, like the scene right before she gets into the inn is a really good one. And then the scene in the inn is really good. Um, and even some of the little smaller bits, like the scene where she's fighting with the abbot briefly, uh, you know, <laughs> as short as it was, was really cool. Um, 
and uh and you know i, I quite like that scene because her and the uh, the ninth sister are both so uh uh quick to to resort to to to, to violence against the abbot um but uh but yeah i, th- I thought that that those scenes are really good and then I don't know when everybody just sort of meets just that final culmination at the end, I think is just an amazing uh, climax to a movie. Um, and there's this, and again, we're, we're jumping all around, but there's this, uh, this amazing sequence where she's, she's been captured and bound and he has to sort of protect her during the, like Gordon Lewis has to protect her during the fight. And he ends up strapping her to his back and having to fight with her on his back and uh and then she eventually gets freed and then they're fighting side by side but it's just this it, it's there's just so much that occurs during the battle that uh yeah it's really good controlled chaos and you know with so much going on and i kind of wondered about that scene if that scene would have happened that way with kara Hui being bound if it had been alexander fushung because you know it's a man and a woman um He's bigger than she is. So you wonder if um, the scenes that came after, especially the fight scenes, were written differently to play to her her strength. Yeah, I don't know. I suppose it's possible because it. it pro- I mean, I don't know what the weight difference between Gordon Liu and Alexander Fushung is, and I don't know what the. Uh, I, I'm trying to think of a movie where two equally weighted people have been doing similar type of choreography. I would imagine it might be difficult. Um, but it's certainly possible. Um, I think that uh, I think I think it would have still been likely that he might have been captured because that seemed to be like a um, that seemed to be well I don't know because I guess I guess his intention her intention was to go find fifth brother so he could they could have simply had him found him and then you know uh, had a climax elsewhere but I, I suspect if 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 the basic pattern was the same he probably did end up getting captured or cornered and then need to be rescued. It just might've played out differently with the fight choreography. Um, but, uh, but what, what I really like too about this scene is I love how the, the, when the monks show up, the thing I like about the monks showing up is it just feels so meaningful because the whole movie, they've been emphasizing that they're like men of peace and that they don't want to teach this guy violence and that they, that they, you know that the, and then the only violence they're willing to engage in is removing the teeth from the wolves and the and and uh and so when they when they do show up there it just it just has a lot of weight to it it's sort of like okay yeah it's um it's we got your back bro kind of moment you know it's like you really don't expect the monks to show up because like you said they're trying to teach peace and um they don't want him to fight because he's so full of anger but they show up anyway, even though they, they know they know the abbot's been killed and everything, but they still show up and, you know, help him get rid of his enemy. And I think that was um, kind of a way to show that, you know, he could eventually be one of them. And well, and the thing about it, too, is that the moment that they arrive is when one of them strikes uh, fifth brother with a um, with some kind of bladed weapon in the belly 
And it's like the it's the moment in a movie. Like if you've seen a lot of movies like this, that's the moment. If it's going to be a bad ending, where uh-huh. where an, an unhappy ending, where the main characters die and sacrifice themselves, like that. Like that's where it looked like it was going at that very second, and like it totally looked like it was committing to going in that direction. And you had no, there was no reason to think that the monks were going to show up because he he left. They didn't have it. There was no indication that they were coming. He had gone on his own it looked like he parted ways with the monks and then they show up and it's, 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 it's like, I don't know. In, in, it's one of the few times where that's happened, where I've been genuinely like glad that the, that the cavalry shows up and it doesn't feel like a cheap sort of rescue. This felt like it, it felt so dramatic. Um, and, and it's, it, again, it's one of the only movies where I really have had that reaction to the cavalry showing up. I, I almost always hate it when the cavalry shows up. It usually really turns me off to a fight sequence. But here, there was just a lot of emotional stuff underlaying what was like like the arrival spoke volumes of uh, of the relationship between fifth brother and the monks uh, that 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 just really worked. And um and like you said, you kind of you, you uh, at the end of the movie we see him go off on his own on his own you know saying he doesn't have a home and. He says he's not going back to the temple, but you do wonder, um, you know, what is, uh, you know, what his final path is going to be. He kind of takes a, it looks like he's going to become a wanderer uh, to just sort of, you know, hopefully uphold justice in the, uh, in the world, but you don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. When he was walking off alone by himself for a split second, I got a, a, David Carradine kind of moment. Yes. Blinking Kung Fu, the TV show. Yep. With this movie, it was like, wow, wait a second. He's walking off all by himself, and then the be- opening to Kung Fu, that's all you see is David Carradine as in his um, monk outfit by himself in the hot sun. It was just, I don't know. It's just no, a I, parallel I, there. I had the same exact reaction. I had the same exact reaction. Um, so there must, I think there's something to that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just, think, I just think this is a, again, I, I think it's a very, it is very easy to oversell the movie, but I, there's something about this film that I just love. And, and I think, I think, I think for me, what it boils down to is there's just an emotional weight to the fight scenes that, that really gets me. And, 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 and I'm sure part of it's the knowledge of what happened, but I think also, I think it's the fact that because that happened, that made its way into the fights and and you can sort of and it and 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 connections were made that might not otherwise have been made and and that that final that final battle where you sort of see Karahoy and Gordon Liu standing side by side in front of the coffins and their mm-hmm. eyes are welling up that's that's an amazing moment and also just the there's a lot of really you know really well structured framing of scenes like just a lot of the scenes just look really good in this movie to me um and yeah, so and again, the the fight choreography is, you know, I mean, Lao Kar Lung is very consistent in that respect. But um, but but I feel like this hits a slightly different emotional note than some of his other movies. Um, but yeah, I don't know what. Uh, so see, it's funny because I didn't realize this was your first time watching it. So I uh, I I I thought that uh, that you had seen it before. So if, uh, what? is this a movie that you would want to see again or is this a movie like you've seen it and you get the point you don't need to see it again no I I want to watch it again um, I think 
<clears throat> that um, for me anyway, I was definitely colored by knowing what has already taken place, mm. that Pu Sheng was not going to make it, um, was not going to be all the way through the movie. And I know that it kind of colors the movie in a different light. But I would like to go back again and watch it and just really, really absorb it. Yeah, I... I... I, I, it's definitely I think it plays well on rewatch for sure because um, there's a lot of I mean I think this is true of a lot of Lao Karlung movies there's a lot of really little details in the fights that the eye can miss uh, on the first watch and then when you watch them again you notice like oh my god there were like eight moves in those three seconds that were amazing um, you know like that scene in uh, Legendary Weapons of China where uh, where uh, Gordon Liu is fighting with like the little weird device on his back and there's like one moment where like 18 things happen and, mm-hmm. and it took me like five viewings to catch all of them. Um, you know, that, that, that is so many little details in his, in his movies, uh, in, in his films like that. But uh, another thing that I want to do is there's a there's an interview with Kara Hoya where she talks about this movie and she mentions the effect that Alexander Fushung's death had on it. And I think she's just, I think she's they asked her. I can't remember what the question was. I think it was like, what was your favorite movie to work on and what movie are you most proud of? And I think she said that this was the movie. Um, and the reason she gave was because of, you know, the, uh, the, that it was a meaningful film to her for, for obvious reasons. I'm going to try to track down that interview and link it in the description below because I think it's really worth checking out. Um, and I, and it, was on, it was put on the Shaw Brothers site, I think, two years ago maybe. Um, so hopefully I'll still be able to track it down. But... Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I thought this was a uh, uh, you know when, when I first saw the movie, I think I was I was mainly confused about the name more than anything else, uh, and I didn't ha- I didn't quite have a lot of information to go on. But uh, the you know I I didn't make the connection to eight diagram. I didn't know what the di- eight diagram referred to when I first saw mm-hmm. the film, and I found that very confusing. And I and I remember. Every time I saw the movie title, I was like, what the hell is an eight diagram pole? That doesn't make any sense. Um, and so, you know, the, so I went in having almost skewed ex, like expectations in the other direction. And they were and then I was just won over by the by the movie. Um, but, yeah, so I don't know any any uh, final thoughts on on the film before we head out. We're coming up on the 50 minute mark. I think it's a good movie, and if you're a, a, a fan of Kara Hui, um, Gordon Liu, Alexander Fushung, is it's a definite must-see. And definitely, if you um, are a connoisseur of Lau Kar Lung's movies, then you definitely need to see it. I think it's a good movie. I just think it's a little overhyped. And... Uh... And I, and I would definitely say, you know, it's, it's, it's something that people should check out. And I would say, uh, try to, uh, try, try to go in without, uh, if it has been overhyped for you, try to go in without, uh, bearing that in mind as much, because I, I know I ruined it for one person. I still feel guilty about it. Um, where I really oversold it to them and, and they came out a bit disappointed. So I would say, just go check it out and see what you think about it. But I, but I do I do think it's a great movie, and I do want to apologize. I think I think I um I think I called uh, Lily Lily uh, Lily Lily Lee at the start of the movie, so I, I apologize. Um, 
but yeah so uh and again one of the reasons we, so this was our alexander fushung month uh and next month is going to be carol hoy month and so this one of the reasons why we picked this movie was number one it's the uh last alexander fushung movie but it's also got a notable carol hoy performance so this is technically uh both the end of alexander fushung month and the beginning of uh carol hoy month um so so next month we'll be we'll be doing films starring her and uh you know she's obviously uh me and dion are both big fans of hers and uh and 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 she seems to be winning over uh adam and kenny very quickly so so i i think we'll have a lot of a lot of good uh movies to talk about and also if if people didn't catch it i have a um uh, I have a uh, another discussion of Brave Archer three with uh, on on Wusha Workshop. Uh, so if you didn't get enough discussion of that on Wusha Weekend, you can you can you can check the Wusha Workshop podcast. And uh, and just a shameless plug, I have a book called The House of Paper Shadows out on RPG Now, which people can check out. Um, Patreon. And, yeah. Oh, and our Patreon page. Uh, I will. There, we link it in the description below every time. But we definitely appreciate any support people can give, and there are different reward levels that you can choose from. Uh, feel free to to check it out and support us. And uh, and and again, uh, you know, we'll be back on next week. And until then, we'll talk to you later. Bye.